Verano Metropolitan Culture Corner people. How is your summer going? It's really hot here, but it's okay because I'm here with you, you're here with me. Some of you might be on vacation, but here at the Metropolitan Culture Corner, we never stop because we love what we do. Summer, winter, rain, shine. We love sharing the behind the scenes stories of the creative folk who make up our local, national, and international creative community. And this month, we are very pleased to welcome journalist, filmmaker, singer, songwriter, Neus Flores. She has a postgraduate degree in digital journalism, has written articles for multiple magazines and blogs, has hosted and continues to host radio shows on various radio stations, including Radio Canal Barcelona, Radio Ciutat Vella, and Radio Castel de Feliz. She specializes in writing about film and film festivals specifically, and is a familiar face at Cannes, Venice, Locarno, San Sebastian, and other national and international film fests around the world. Neos not only specializes in filmmaking as a journalist, but she is also a screenwriter and a filmmaker herself. Her most recent short films, Ride and Sub Ads, were selections for the Clermont-Ferrand Online Market, the Encorto Film Festival in Mexico, and others. She is also a singer and a songwriter and someone who, in my experience, is always supporting other artists and friends in her local community. So please welcome Ms. Neus Flores to the summertime edition of the Metropolitan Culture Corner. Cinema is, is like a catharsis, it comes out from the inside and it's really a passion and everybody who works on it is so passionate. And this is something that I find lacking in other businesses, the passion that I can find in cinema. And I think that's really what grabs me, you know, because people think cinema needs a lot of money and it's true. It needs a lot of money to be done, but if you really put the passion in it, you find everything. You find the money, you find the team, you find the festivals, you find everything. You just need to want it, need to work for it, need to push through. Everything takes time. And if you fall, you have to rise again. And that's it. Hello. First of all, welcome and thank you for doing this interview with us today. Thank you. <laughs> so you're from Barcelona originally, your family is from here, and you've traveled quite a bit between music and film. Now that you've seen other parts of the world, why stay in Barcelona? What is it that keeps you here in the city? And what is it that you appreciate about the local art scene? It's a very good question because usually what you do when you go abroad, when you're a Catalan or Spaniard, you see things are so different, especially in the business scene, and you tend to stay because things are better when it comes to salaries and work but in my case I'm a very Mediterranean person so I really enjoy it here and the only handicap I see is that my salary is low but to me it doesn't really matter because there are so many things to do in Barcelona without much money and the way of living is so good we have the beach the mountain the sun the good food the nice people and the cultural arena is so rich we have many festivals, we have lots of artists. Yeah, it's true, it's difficult to find work, but everything else is so good that I decided to stay here. So Barcelona is my base camp, and from here I travel and always come back. I wanted to start at the beginning. You started your musical life, so to speak, in high school with a student band, later mm -hmm. started singing in a gospel choir. Was this yes. for fun or did you have the idea of pursuing music as a career? What attracted you to music and this kind of music specifically? Well, I was born with music in my family. My father was an over average pianist and he used to play in a band when my mom met him. So life was already full of music when I was born. My grandfather used to whistle every day and we used to sing a 
class, he was taking me to school. So music is an important part of my life. And yes, I thought to devote my life to it at some point in time. But, you know, as society pressures you to become somebody important in life and have studies and have like a proper job, as if being a musician wasn't a proper job. And in the end, in my teenage years, I, I did sing quite a lot, but I saw it more as a hobby than anything else. And then, well, I had a proper job and I had a proper family. And in time, I divorced, so I didn't have the family. And in time, I was fired, so I didn't have the job. And music has always been like a constant in my life. It's always helped me to move on and go along with the things that are happening in my life. I'm still alive because of music. It's taken me out of very hard times. What attracted you to gospel music specifically? Gospel music to me is not only the rhythms that attract me or the messages to a superpower God. Gospel to me is more like a magnet attraction with that kind of music, an expression that really comes from inside my soul. And it doesn't really matter if I'm talking to God because God is everywhere. And if it's everywhere, it should be within me too. So if I'm expressing myself with this kind of music, it's a cathartic exercise. So you started singing and then at one point I read that you were a DJ in Germany for a while. So how did that influence your artistic experience, your songwriting, your musical tastes? And what did you get out of that experience as an artist? I was DJing very locally in Cologne. We used to have a group of friends who would meet in this coffee shop called Stigo, which means boot. And the bar was called this because the guy who was running it was wearing always his old boots. And it was a happy finding because we, as friends, we were this gang. We would always go to this bar and we would always listen to the same music. So one day we became friends with a barman and we said, listen, why don't we change the music? Why don't we listen to something else? And he said, yeah, okay, if you bring it, I'm happy. So what I did is I took all my cassettes, the old 80s cassette tapes, and then I just put my Spanish music in the German bar. And it was so successful that I repeated that exercise for at least six months. And they put all the loudspeakers on the street and people would gather just to listen to the Spanish music that I was playing. And that was so funny to me. That was a very good experience. Kind of shows that music is a universal language, don't you think? Yeah, that's a clear expression that music doesn't belong to anybody. It's a cosmic rhythm. You don't really need to understand the lyric. You just follow the rhythm and that's it. <laughs> Later, you stopped to have a baby. You continued your music after that with a project called The Gorgs, a band for which you wrote much of the original music. And then you ventured into the world of music business, booking for local bands. So how did you like working on the other side of the business? How did that influence your perspective as a musician? Did you feel like it changed anything in the way that you approached your own music as an artist? That came right after doing some studies at Talleda Musics here in Barcelona. I was doing singing, uh, rock boys singing course, and I liked it so much I stayed to know a bit more and the Talleda Musics were giving us the chance to learn more about the music market, not only the music technique and how to create it, but also how to 
distribute it, how to book it, you know, all the paperwork. And after doing that course, I started being a booker for international bands like Normanton Street from Brighton. I They did a couple of concerts here in Barcelona because I brought them from Brighton. Also another group called Brut, they are Dutch. They came to Terrassa, La Nova Jascava, and that was a really good experience. It made me learn a bit more of what I wanted when turning into a musician. I don't really want anybody to be my manager and dealing my paperwork if I can manage it myself. And when dealing with all the paperwork and all the contracts and all the venues and everything, I'm now trying to invent some sort of template that can work for anybody, giving the minimum wages to the musicians and also the minimum information to be tax compliant, to be legal 100% that all the venues have the same template to book the artists. If I can make that happen, that everybody works with the same template, then things will go better because they will not be able to cheat you anymore. So this is a contract template that you're trying to get venues in Barcelona to adopt? Correct. And what has the reaction been so far? Well, some people say it's making their lives easy. Some people say they don't want it because of course some venues pay in cash because they want to avoid taxes. It's just a matter of pursuing it and I think if people see the advantages of it, then eventually they will accept it. Being an early adopter of good practices is something that everybody should do. I just hope it works. I think they need to standardize a little bit because it's not the same a big venue than a small venue or a medium venue, but if they all work more or less the same and they follow rules, then it'll be so much easier for everyone, you know? Speaking of music, tell me about your musical project Nana, which you first put mm -hmm. in the Barcelona yeah. Masi Mas Festival, which you described to me as a self diva creation. So yes, maybe you <laughs> want to hear about it. So what was this project about? What inspired it? It started right after doing those bookings for international groups, and then you know those cosmic energies that happen when you want something to happen in life. The planets kind of come together, and one day I found a pianist who would be happy to sing along with me and play my songs. I kind of invented this diva singer, which was me, of course, but then I use props and make myself become a diva, you know. And this simple prop really helps me to impersonate the character and act like a diva on stage. You know, Nana is part of me, but it's not all of me. Yeah, Nana is an invention. <laughs> so when you're on stage, do you feel like you're presenting yourself to people or do you feel like you're adopting a character? I think the second, I think I'm adopting the character that the song needs. I do the cathartic exercise of expressing myself when I sing. The little nails inside Nana comes out somehow because of course my emotions are in there. But I really believe that Nana is so diva that she really covers up everything. <laughs> I wanted to ask you because this idea of the self-diva performance and then some of the other work you've done centers a lot on women. So does feminism or being a mother, being a woman in general, mm. being a woman in the arts, is that something that you would call a common theme in your work or is that just been by coincidence? 
I don't think anything is a coincidence. Yes, I do work with women. Yes, I am a woman. Yes, the woman who chose in everything I do, not only in my short films, but also in my diverse representation as a musician. All the work that I do as an artist is, of course, from the feminine perspective. I wouldn't call it feminist because I don't think I'm too active in that fight. I'm not an activist so to say. But yes, of course, the feminine perspective is there. And being a mother is also something that shows the caring for my children is of course showing in everything I do because without them, I wouldn't be where I am now. They are part of me, but I am part of them too. They support me. Being a woman is so big and so deep and so interesting that it'd be really a shame not to show the things that I do from that perspective, you know? Specifically with regards to being a mother, the perspective of mothers in general. You had released your short film about mother-daughter relationships called Right. Yes. 2019, until the pandemic, this little pandemic shut everything down. Then last year, you were finally able to continue with your screenings, and I was lucky enough to see one at Cinema Malda here in Barcelona. Yeah, thank you for coming that day. You're welcome. I was happy to get to see it, and I was glad I got to see it before interviewing you because it's always so much more interesting when you know somebody's work when you interview them. When you were making the film, what was the experience like of making that film? and why tell that particular story? The original idea of doing that story started in 2017. I went to La Casa de la Dona here in Barcelona and uh, they were doing this event with short films directed by women, with women as role leaders of the films and as discussers in the forums afterwards. So it was all women-based cinema. I liked the idea very much and I liked all the shorts that I saw, but I I was kind of missing something that connected me to my motherhood experience. And it's not that Ride is telling a story that happened to me, but I think it is telling a story that most mothers can really relate to because similar experience with teenage daughters, sometimes complicated, and putting that into a piece of artwork that goes into a screen and you can relate to, you know, you can put your heart in it. The mothers that see it, relate to it and the daughters that see it relate to it in different perspectives of course but what I wanted to give to that piece to write is that the mothers and daughters relationships need to find a starting point which is not their perspectives but is a shared experience and that's why in the short film mother and daughter go on a road trip together and through that experience they learn to understand each other you have that shared experience that you can always remember and only the two of you share nobody else shares because they didn't experience as you did if you can find that starting point then the relationship grows better that's really what i wanted to show in the short and i hope i could make it happen sometimes it's complicated as a director to make the message come through you know i think i'm happy with it we went to different festivals now i'm gonna take the short film to the can short corner and we'll see what happens there fingers crossed one really unique thing about this film that took me a second while i was watching it to understand what was going on is that all the actors in the film are from different countries and you have them speak their native languages to one another in the same conversation with subtitles yes. so at one point you may hear a 
conversation between mother and daughter in Swedish and Catalan. So why make that choice as a director? I've never seen anything like that before. I really needed the cast to behave in the most normal way possible. Some of them were not experienced. They were not actors or actresses professionally. Then what I needed was that they could portray their emotions to the camera. And in order to do that, I thought that if they changed into a language which was not their own, then the emotion would not be felt exactly the same. So that's the number one reason why I left the original languages when we shot. And the second reason is because our society, especially here in Barcelona, is so different and so eclectic. And there are people from all over the world and that situation you find everywhere. People talking in different languages, Catalan, English, Spanish. There's also Arabian, Chinese, Japanese and Brazilian, you know, there are so many languages in our everyday life. And I think that the short reflects that we're living in the 21st century and people can communicate whether they speak the same language or not. From what I understand, speaking of communication, the idea to make the film in the first place came to you when you were writing different various articles about the CJ's Film Festival. So yes. in some ways your worlds of journalism and filmmaking overlapped. So your involvement in music, journalism, writing, how do you feel like these things all feed off of each other or inspire each other in your life? I think they all come from the same love for art that I have. And it's just a way of expressing myself in different formats. It all comes from the same eagerness to just express my world inside and those different formats um, feed one another. All of them make a nice collage that in the end has my signature. What is your favorite part about what you do? Is it possible to choose? It's as complicated as asking me who's my favorite child. They all belong to me, they are part of me, and it's difficult to pick just one, but if I can choose, filmmaking has really given me the opportunity to put all the arts together. Filmmaking is a sum of different art forms that you kind of mix together, put together, edit them, and give them a narrative. So in order to do cinema, you need to have music, acting, decoration, you know, like backgrounds, locations, and artistic directors and photography directors, so many art forms that come together in one piece. The good thing about cinema is that it's so flexible and it allows you so much freedom that you can do whatever you want with it. And you have those pieces and you have to put them together in order to make sense. The exercise of doing a short film is twice as interesting because when you do it short, you have to synthesize a lot. You have all those pieces and you cannot give five minutes to each piece so you only have to give it 30 seconds you have to be like really really picky on what you're showing and how you show it so that the narrative of the story makes sense in the end and it helps the audience come along with you and share your experience well thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us on the metropolitan culture corner because i know tomorrow you're traveling to a film festival right you're going to Cannes. so thank you very much for taking the time and i hope you have a wonderful festival and i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing your next movie everything. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Gracias. Merci, Neus. I'm looking forward to seeing your next film, hopefully both at the historic Cinema Malac here in Barcelona, as well as on the big screen at major fests all over the world, whenever it comes out, and to seeing what other creative offerings you will have in store for us in the next year or two or five or ten. And thanks to you guys for continuing to follow what we do here at the Metropolitan Culture Corner, first Monday of every month. 
see you next month. Stay cool, people.